So welcome to another MDS podcast. Today we're speaking with Dr. Tiago Mestre, who is a research and neurologist and movement disorder specialist at the Parkinson's Disease Movement Disorder Center and in the University of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. He is also member of the Evidence-Based Medicine for Tremor. Thank you for being today with us, Tiago. Welcome. Thanks for the invitation. So one of the things we know is that tremor is one of the most common phenomenologies or syndromes that we see in the clinic. And I believe that our audience will be interested to know what's new or what's coming in the field. And tell us, tell us about that. Yes. So definitely tremor is the... is perhaps the, one of the most common movement disorders in hyperkinesias. When we talk about tremor, we also, I think, immediately think about a condition called essential tremor. And, of course, there are secondary tremors, there are other conditions that can be associated with tremor. But really, essential tremor has taken attention of many of our colleagues. And really, it's, it's patients that we see most commonly in our clinic. And so, what has happened new? I think perhaps one of one of the main, I guess, changes that came with the not-so-recent classification criteria on, on tremors is assuming providing and assuming that the central tremor is a syndrome. With that, there's the consideration that it's, in a way, a heterogeneous condition. But ultimately, I think we need to think as, as a way to, to provide the framework that allows us to understand that heterogeneity and leading to my work in the appraisal of evidence available for interventions for tremor and specifically for essential tremor, allow us to, in a way, build better clinical trials and hopefully have more successful therapies available in our practice. And is there any new research or incoming clinical trials results that like clinicians should be aware of or wait for the results that may have impact in the way we treat patients with tremor? That's a very good question. I perhaps would start by laying the land that you know, essential tremor, really the interventions we have available in clinical practice have not really changed dramatically. So we continue to prescribe propanolol, primidone, topiramate in terms of pharmacological interventions has been perhaps the more robust intervention as demonstrated by evidence-based medicine. Perhaps the most recent, I guess, addition to it actually is a surgical therapy. So MRI-guided focus ultrasound has really come up as a uh, evidence support intervention, although for more refractory cases of, of patients with essential tremor. Interestingly, in, in this Congress, there's a number of abstracts trying to look not only a long-term outcome of patients admitted to MRI-guided focus ultrasound at the uh, VIM of the thalamus, but also aspects about location of the lesioning involvement, for example, of, of the PSA area so there's a lot of investigation in that specific area of MRI-guided focus ultrasound. If we talk about pharmacological therapies, I'll perhaps highlight that the, in terms of drug classes that have been explored, perhaps the T-type calcium channel blockers are the ones that have been more explored. The results we have so far are a little bit mixed. So there's just one, one single trial where the results are, it's difficult to take a, a conclusive interpretation, just a single trial of phase two trials, but definitely there's other trials ongoing, and you can see some of them in the abstract format in this Congress. 
Okay. And then do we have any sort of studies on long-term prognosis or how this tremor syndrome behave over time? So, or is anything in the field that's been built up as a radiological horse, do you understand better about the tremor syndromes, including the central tremor? That's perhaps one aspect in research that needs to be done. And, and in a way, one can think it's due to the frequency of and the prevalency of, of a central tremor that could be done. But actually, I think we're missing that in the field. And then do you have a message to our audience and clinicians about how we should classify tremor syndromes? Do you recommend using the axis one or two, or are we still mainly based off the clinical impression that tremor based on postures, tremor arrest, intention, kinetic? Have we moved really from that aspect? I think the efforts of the classification system are to be valued. Whenever I go back to the, that manuscript and that proposal, I find it's a good way to teach about tremor, actually, for, for residents, fellows, because it really provides a very clear framework, of course, not addressing all the questions that we have about tremor syndromes, but provides really a, a very structured approach to tremors, and I th think that's very valuable. The whole community has uptake that classification. I think that's another question, but that often happens in terms of how you translate knowledge to the more global community of physicians, and perhaps some work needs to be done on that aspect. Thank you very much, Dr. Maestre. And I will invite all our audience to go and look all the paper and research that Dr. Maestre has published. But thank you again for coming today. You're welcome. The views and opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society or their affiliated journals, Movement Disorders and Movement Disorders Clinical Practice. Any disclosures of the participants can be found within the episode description located on the MDS website.